Hey Steamers and welcome to the Creative Steam podcast. Joining me in the sauna this week is Megan Moran from the Style Foundry and we talk about how she manages her business as a new mum and also she shares some insider tips from her own wardrobe and I did record our conversation pre-COVID-19 from the sauna which is where the steam comes from so I was obviously having a hot moment she says in air quotes as I completely forgot to switch my mic on what a plonker Rodney is all I can say to that obviously with some editing skills I've tried to make it a bit more of an easier listen so here goes hold on tight hey Megan thanks for joining us thank you for having me pleasure absolute pleasure so Megan is from the Style Foundry so Megan I'm not going to do any justice so please introduce yourself and tell us what the Style Foundry is and what it's all about Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm Megan Moran. I am the owner and wardrobe stylist at the Style Foundry. And so what I do is I help busy businesswomen take the stress out of getting dressed. So I help them clean out their closets, mix and match what they own, and shop for what they need. So when they wake up in the morning, they know exactly what to wear. They can walk into work or their business feeling confident um, and not worried about not feeling put together or professional. Sounds great. Sounds like that's what I need, actually. (laughs) Where Uh, are you in the world? I am in Cleveland, Ohio. So a little suburb outside of that. Uh Okay, cool. But you obviously work online as as well as in person. I do. Yeah. So a lot of my one-on-one services are typically in person, but I do offer virtual options as well. So I have um, a seasonal style society where you can figure out what the trends are and what to shop for and some master classes with that. Um, I have some online digital courses as well. Um, And then I like to personalize things too. So if somebody is not in my neck of the woods, then I'm able to work with them to figure out how I can best help them. So tell us, where did your business journey begin? Like, was there a pivotal moment for you? Like describe what was going on for you at the time. Yeah. So I'm one of those weird people who (laughs) comes from a family of entrepreneurs. So I actually knew I wanted to be a stylist when I was in the fourth grade, which I know sounds ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But I started off in the fourth grade at that time. Stylists like weren't a well-known thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was actually designing clothes. So I was drawing clothes and thinking I'm going to be a fashion designer. Um, I'm horrible at drawing. And what I realized was I wasn't actually drawing original pieces. I was drawing things that I had seen when I was at the stores with my mom. So I draw a top that I saw in one store and bottoms that I saw in another. And eventually I put it all together that, oh, this is a stylist. I guess I Googled or I have some printouts from back then um, from my online searches. So somehow I came across styling. Um, And so then by the time I made it to high school, That was when I really was like, okay, I should buckle down and actually do something about what I like. So in high school, I started my business. It started off as a blog before blogs and influencers are what they are today. Yeah. Um, I just created it on my Mac that I had at the time and Publisher, which was like their online web page program. But so yeah, so I was teaching people how to mix and match. So I'd show a piece from my wardrobe and I'd say, this is how to wear it right. And then I'd find a celebrity wearing it wrong and say, this is the wrong way. And this is why. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I did that for a while, but I wanted to physically help people. I got kind of tired of writing. Um, Writing isn't really my thing. I prefer to to be in person and speak with people. So that was when I switched over to services Um, And started with family and friends, dabbled in it throughout college. Um, And then my husband and I moved back to Cleveland um, and I started this full time about three years ago now. So 
it's been a long journey and a lot of different pieces and parts that got got me to where I am today. Yeah. So how did you transition over then to the blog? Did you take your audience with you? I guess it's the same audience. Yeah. So it was a little bit different back then because you didn't really know there it wasn't like you had opt-ins and you didn't know, yeah. you know like a little word counter or a view counter on there, but it was like no tracking. So, um, yeah, so a lot of it was just like people following me and like friends and family and building those relationships. And so then as things grew, they were along for the ride. So that was really how I built my following. I had a Facebook page that I had started back way back when, and then eventually when Instagram became big, I added that and Pinterest. Um, so definitely it was like building blocks over time. Yeah. So tell us what you love most about running your business, like in the guise that it is today. Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple things. Um, first and foremost, I just had my son in May. So I am a new mom. Um, oh, and so, congratulations. Yeah, so my goal with my business always from the get-go, even when I was younger, was to be able to be there for family, but do what I love. Um, that's what my mom did. So she was there to pick me up from school, but she ran her own business during the day. Um, so that was always like, I knew I wanted to do the same thing. So first and foremost, that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, but from the actual, like doing the work side of it, when I see my clients in an outfit that they would have never thought of, and then they wear it and then they get that compliment and they say like, oh my gosh, I wore this outfit today and five people told me I look amazing. And it was just so cool. And that to me is so rewarding because it's me doing my job and helping them do better at their job. That's the thing with entrepreneurship, isn't it? And like your own business. Yeah, we love the freedom and we love what it can give us. But actually, ultimately, I think it's the difference you can make to somebody's life. For sure. Yeah. And especially now being able to do it virtually too. Like I can help anybody anywhere who needs my skill set, who we connect well, and I'm not limited to where I am. But I also have the ability to, my son is in the other room. And as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I can go back to playing with him. Like, yeah, that's so cool. And if I was in a normal nine to five job, I wouldn't have the opportunity to connect the way that I do Mm. and I wouldn't have the opportunity to also do it while being a mom so yeah fantastic little confession I was in a scruffy t-shirt earlier today (laughs) like oh shit (laughs) I'm speaking to a stylist I need to make a bit more of an effort (laughs) people always say that and I'm always like don't worry like I especially now that I've become a new mom it's like I would always try to make your wardrobe work for everything. And now I'm learning even more and more, like I have a mom, but cute wardrobe. And then I have i I'm going out to clients and I'm not going to get spit up on this wardrobe. So (laughs) definitely a transition that I'm uh, experiencing myself now. So uh, tell me how many actual physical wardrobes do you have at home? Everybody is actually shocked to hear this. Um, When it comes to your wardrobe, I always first approach it from a variety standpoint. So how much variety do you feel comfortable with in your wardrobe? Meaning, how willing are you to rewear pieces again and again? So for me, I don't see the same people every day. So my closet is actually tiny. I have maybe 20 tops. I think I have about five dresses, two pairs of jeans, three pairs of dress pants, uh, four pairs of flats, two pairs of heels, and three jackets. That's like my entire wardrobe. Wow. But for me, I half the time I'm at home and with my son, so he doesn't care if I wear the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if I love the piece, then I feel good every day when I put it on. Um, and then when I see clients, I'm not seeing the same clients every day. So I really have that flexibility of I have a bunch of pieces that I love and these outfits that I created that I love and yeah. feel great in. So I just keep wearing them again and again. But with clients, though, it's it's definitely a lot different. Most of my clients have like 
somewhere between 150 and 300 pieces. That includes jewelry, shoes, you know, everything is a unique item. And then their variety, they're normally in the like less is more where they're willing to rewear something two to three times a season. Mm -hmm. They don't want a ton of pieces, but they don't want to have like three, only three pieces either. So it definitely varies per person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like yeah. I saw your lead magnet actually on your website earlier and I, ca- I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, it's your classic, edgy or something else. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I have about eight different styles that you can fall into that category, but yeah, classic is one that a lot of people choose. Edgy doesn't get chosen as much. Um, yeah. A lot of moms will end up getting bohemian because they want to wear something loose and flowy, but add some color to their wardrobe, yeah. even though it's not always their actual style. There's preppy, there's casual, sporty. So there's a lot of different things. Um, and so that lead magnet, yeah, it's great. It's a fun little quiz that you can take, yeah. but then going deeper, I actually actually say that your style is composed of three of those adjectives. So it's a good place to start, but then once you learn more about yourself, you'll see it's more dynamic than that. No, it's interesting. So tell us, what has been the biggest challenge so far on your business journey and how did you overcome it? Like you've been in business clearly a long time, yeah. but you've seen a lot of changes, especially in the digital yeah. world. So I think for me, like as the years have gone by, it's been figuring out who is that ideal person that I want to serve and then how does that match with my lifestyle um, and what's going on in my life. So obviously I've gone through a lot of major changes since I started so young. So from going like high school to college to jobs out of college to moving back and becoming a mom. So there's been a lot of life changes and with that, a lot of refocusing. Um, so my biggest thing that I'm working on now is really honing in. I know I love and I love and I really help these busy businesswomen, but I can hone in on it a little bit more of how I'm helping them, how I can provide them with the best services and answers to their problems, as well as how do I specifically talk to them. And I think that's something that's always been a struggle is figuring out what's that right verbiage. I know I have the tools, but how do I communicate it best with who I like yeah. to work with? So obviously you probably have tough days, like as all entrepreneurs do. Like yeah. <laughs> what are your kind of go-to tips and tools and techniques that you reach for in your own, like your personal toolbox? Do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you go out for a walk? Do yeah. you just pull out your wardrobe and start messing around? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, So for me, I have, um, I just started with a more intense morning ritual. So I've learned um, transcendental meditation. So TM is another thing that it's called. Yeah. You've probably heard of it. Like Jerry Seinfeld uses it and Ellen and it's a popular form of meditation. Um, So I've studied that. And so I do that every morning that just helps keep me calm throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, They compare it to like an ocean. So when you don't meditate, it can be choppy and you can have highs and more highs and lows than usual. But when I meditate every day, like things don't bug me as much. I'm more even keel, go with the flow. So that's really important for me so that I don't have extreme highs and lows um, throughout my day. So that's the first thing that I do. Um, The other thing that I've been working with my business coach on that I have started is I have a document and it has different quotes that really resonate with me. Um, It has my rules. So some of my rules are like from nine to five, I'm paying attention to my son. I'm not quickly looking at an email and then feeling stressed because I saw the email. The email can wait until five o'clock. Um, I take a walk with my family at five o'clock every day. So that's really important to me. And I do not miss bedtime or bath time for my son. So that's really important. I do work actually from four in the morning until nine in the morning. 
So that is my time to work so that I can spend the day with my son um, unless I have a client and then somebody will come watch him like my mom or my grandparents. So yeah, so I, I think I've really got some boundaries and rules that I've put into my life that help alleviate that stress and alleviate those highs and lows throughout the day of feeling anxious because I need to respond this second when yeah. in all reality, I don't I provide good customer service, but it doesn't have to be the second I see it. Yeah, exactly. Like the world is not going to end. Yes. Like if we don't reply to an email straight away. Exactly. <laughs> <just> real people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my mom always says with her business too, she's in the food business. She's always like, we're not curing cancer. We're here to have fun. We're here to provide help and have great customer service. But at the end of the day, like it gets hard with the way technology is now because you mm. want so like fast results and you want to provide that as well as, as a business owner. But I think we have to learn to like take a deep breath and focus on the now and, and not let it stress you out, which I know I do all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, every, everybody's leading a life, aren't they? And you know, they're not always next to a device. Like I know I'm not always next to my device. Yeah, yeah. I so I'm interested about the the trans. I'm not going to try and even say it. The the the, the meditation you talked about. Yes, transcendental. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How long is the practice for? It's 20 minutes. So they recommend that you do 20 minutes. It was either 20 or 30 minutes twice a day. Yeah. Um, I found that for me that was too much. They would say morning and night. Um, nighttime is like family time, you know, husband time, and then get to bed on time. Yeah. Um, so for me, I do 20 minutes every morning first thing when I wake up. And yeah, so with that, when you actually learn, like I had to learn from a teacher, Um, I had to learn the practice from a certified teacher. And so what they did was they gave me a mantra. It's just a nonsense word that doesn't mean anything or have any connotation. So you can just focus on saying it. Yeah. Um, And so I just sit there, I sit on my couch, I put a blanket on me, my dog snuggles up on my legs and I just put a timer on my phone for 20 minutes and I start saying the mantra. Yeah. And then I start thinking about something else, thinking about my to-do list or something that happens in the day. Um, and then when you notice that you're not saying the mantra anymore and focusing on it, you just refocus back to it, say it again. And then you just keep it. It t- tends to be a cycle where you like, say it, say it, get distracted. Okay. Yeah. I just realized I'm distracted. Go back. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then when the 20 minutes is over, then I just like take a deep breath. And then I move on to that online document that I have with all of my like goals and phrases and things like that. And I read that and then I start my day. Sounds good. A morning practice is so key, I think, to set up your day. For sure. Yeah. I just started getting back into that. Um, I hadn't done that for a while. And now that I have this new schedule, um, I started it and I can, I can tell the difference. I'm just so much less like worried and anxious throughout the day. And I feel more accomplished and like I can start my day and focus on my son without feeling worried. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. feel you're ready to take the day on rather than the day, like swallow you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. With everybody else's emergencies becoming your own. Like I feel more in control. Like, no, this is my, my day and I'm going to do it this way and, and, and still be there to serve. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So how do you get through talking of creativity now? How do you get through creative block? Like obviously you're working in a very creative area and like fashion and design and clothes. Yeah. But is there any time, not not necessarily with your clients, but it could be with your clients, but that you have to create content or anything else? Like how do you get through your blocks? One problem that I think I have more than getting through the creative blocks is I have too many ideas and like I am not good at being consistent and on acting on them. Mm. Um, so that's a bigger problem for me. But when I do, if I'm working in a client's closet and doing mixing and matching, um, I'll mix and match the pieces at least three ways. And sometimes as I'm getting towards the end, I'm like, 
okay, like I've done the same thing over and over again. So for me, it's like a stepping away. So walking away from the work, I'm going back to it the next day and building in that time with my timeline of, I told them I would get their deliverables to them within a week. So just spacing out the work instead of trying to do it all at once, like do a little bit for an hour each day. And then that keeps everything fresh and gives me a different perspective on it versus like trying to sit down and do it all. And then I'm just making the same outfits with a different top over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can happen. You've got to find what works for you. And it's a bit of trial and error, I think as well. For, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I always used to like, just try to knock it all out in one sitting and then like six hours would go by and I'm just burnt out and and then I get annoyed. And so it took me a while to be like, I just need to walk away and they can wait a week instead of a day in order to get their closets and they'll be just as happy. (laughs) Exactly. And listen, like good creativity takes time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just giving yourself that space to be creative and not feeling like you have a timeline or a pressure in order to generate that idea. So what's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far in running your business? So for me, the biggest lesson has been that like I am my business. Mm -hmm. So the reason that this all came to be last year, actually, I broke my ankle. Um, I had a blood clot and then I got pregnant with my son. So last year I basically spent the whole year on the couch because between the broken ankle and morning sickness, I was just stuck there. (laughs) What I realized though at that point was um, I had a mobile boutique at that time that went along with my styling services and I was doing a lot of pop-up events. And you can't walk, you cannot go to pop-up events, you cannot go in people's closets. And so what I really realized is first and foremost, I am my business, so I need to to be careful about what I do. I did a I did a Ninja Warrior course, which is why I broke my ankle. I am by no means a Ninja Warrior. It was like one of those fun date night activities. Um, So yeah, so that was like the big lesson. Like, okay, I should have known my limits. I should have also thought through some consequences. Like if I do this course, I could get hurt and not be able to work and serve my clients. Um, so that was like a big, yeah, big life lesson for me, but then also from the back end of it, refocusing and seeing what can I do so that I can help people the most, but also not be so dependent on me. So can I put in some more virtual things, virtual offerings? Can I extend timelines? Can I hire an assistant? Little things like that. What can I do so that it's not always on my shoulders Mm -hmm. all the time? Yeah. I mean, out of action for a year, pretty much. That's a long time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was It was a struggle because that was my second year in business. So I was like on this high and I was doing so well. And I was like <sighs> thinking I was going to double what I did the first year. And I broke my ankle in February, like the first week of February. So it was just <sighs> down for the count for three or four months. And then I had the summer to recoup. And then I was pregnant with my son in September. So it was... <laughs> Oh, it's quite the year. We call it like the ghost year because it's yeah. just, you can't even count that. All these things are sent to try us, aren't they? This is, you know, you've learned the lesson from it. So yeah, you're sharing it. So it's yeah, good. it was, it was a big one to learn, but uh, it was good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So obviously on the entrepreneurial book circuit, as it were, there's lots of books out there and like not necessarily business books, but self-help books. But is there a life or a business book that has significantly changed your life, has really opened your eyes, has really gone, wow, that's like really had a bit of an impact? For sure. Yeah, I have a couple actually. Um, So there's an author, Mike Michalowicz. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, his, he has a bunch of books, but his two that are my favorite are, um, the pumpkin plan. Mm. So that's all about figuring out who your ideal client is and how you should focus your business on them. And the rest of your business will grow versus 
just taking any person that comes your way, even though you don't enjoy working with them and you're not as good of a fit. Um, So I love, love that book. His other book that he's written that I really enjoy is called Profit First. That one's a more technical one. It it definitely, if you're not a numbers person, can get a little bit boring, but the concept is so important. So I had to like push through that. Um, And so it's all, he has a specific system with percentages on where to spend your money in your business so that you can be profitable and not feeling like your business is running you, but you're running your business. So those are two really good ones. I'm in the middle. I actually have the book right here. My business coach recommended this. It's called Psycho Cybernetics. Um, It's about mindset and like kind of manifesting and visualizing. I'm only on the third chapter, but it's supposed to be amazing. So that is supposed to be really good. So, so far I like it. Who's the author of that one? This is Maxwell Maltz. I believe it was originally written in like the 60s or 70s. And then now there's an updated version. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, mindset books are welcome. (laughs) Yes, yeah, it's really interesting because it's actually from um, a doctor's perspective. So he was a plastic surgeon, and then he started to do this research on how when people believed that they were different after they had their plastic surgery, then they became that person that they believed in. So I think it's going to be super interesting once I finish. Yeah, for sure. Definitely one for the Amazon basket, that one. (laughs) Exactly. Throw it in there. (laughs) They all get to the checkout eventually. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or in the saved for later and then you'll get back to it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh So you mentioned the coach earlier. How, how, like, how do you stay accountable? How do you make sure that you achieve your weekly goals, your monthly goals, your quarterly goals? Do you use your coach? Do you have mastermind? What works for you? Yeah. So a combination. So I am an organization and list freak. Um, So I have these huge post-it notes there on my wall right now and I go quarterly and I write down like what are the themes, the projects that I'm working on, sales goals, what are like the vehicles that I'm going to use to reach those goals and then what am I going to do and what do I like hope that kind of the universe will bring into fruition for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I do like just a lot of planning and a lot of that um, to keep myself accountable and then they're on my wall so I'm constantly seeing them. And then I also use, like I had mentioned, a coach. So she just helps keep me with a roadmap and accountable and on the path that I want to be going down as well as my mom and my husband. So my mom runs her own businesses. So she, when I have questions and things like that, she keeps me accountable and answers them. Um, And then same with my husband too, just, you know, bouncing ideas off of telling him this is what I'm thinking, or he'll remind me of something I said two weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so they're, you know, the other big pieces to the puzzle for me. Yeah. They do come in handy, don't they? Sometimes they will ask you a question and you go, ooh, oh, yeah. I don't, oops, if I want to answer that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I actually do that? Uh, I don't want to make an excuse, but... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if this question is going to be applicable to you, but I'm going to ask you anyway because of what you've already mentioned. So Creative Women's Mastermind was set up purely because I was very lonely and isolated working from home all day on my own. So how do you make sure that you still connect with women in business and like get out of your own head and like still keep making progress? There are a couple local networking groups that I'm a part of. So that definitely helps just going and, you know, meeting women in person and also just getting out of your office. In addition to my mom running her own business and so having that person to talk with, um, my sister-in-laws run their own business and so we're able to talk and bounce ideas off of a lot, which is super helpful. Um, And then my husband works from home. So that makes it easier that I'm able to just go and be like, I'm bugging you for 20 minutes. Give me, just give me 20 minutes to talk to you real quick and brain dump. So that's, that's been really helpful as well. 
I also use Voxer. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's just coming into my sphere, actually, the last few days. Okay, yeah. So it's like a walkie-talkie app. So I added my husband on it. And so I will walkie-talkie him whatever I'm thinking so I don't bother him as much (laughs) and like interrupt his workday and what he's doing. So I'll Voxer him and walkie-talkie and say like, da-da-da, this is what I'm thinking, which is good for me to kind of refer back to like, oh, I forgot that I had that idea. Um, But then also when we go on our family walks at five o'clock, we're able to recap what's happened throughout the day. We can like listen to those and then kind of create plans and things like that. Um, And then I do the same thing with my coach as well. I'll say like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. I'm brain dumping and then have that conversation that can keep going on throughout the day. So it's not all stuck in my head. Yeah. Cool. I'll definitely have to check that one out. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really convenient. I really like it. It's just so easy to use. And they have a feature too now where you can like just boxer yourself so that it's like a self note. I saw it, but then I was like, yeah, I'll just send it to my husband. So he knows where my head's at. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier for me then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Megan, it's been absolutely a joy and a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining us in the sauna. sauna. Tell us where we can find you online. How can we connect with you? So you can head to my website if you want to take that free style quiz or see any other of my free resources. Um, that's at the style foundry. So F O U N D R Y and then C L E.com. Um, you can also find me on any of the social media platforms. It's style foundry C L E. Great. Yeah. Yes. I did follow you earlier. So I'm oh, good. looking Yay. forward to some tips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm here to help in any way I can. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. I will leave you to go back to your son and uh, lovely to connect with you, Megan. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Creative Steam today. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe, rate and review and spread the love on social. It's always appreciated. And if you fancy coming to try out a co-working session, I run them on the last Thursday of the month. So do come and join me and the members in there. Visit creativewomensmastermind.com to find out more.